You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Geffen Laredo. I'm the advertising manager here at Vendo. Uh, I oversee all on Amazon um, advertising, and I'm joined by the lovely uh, Michelle, who oversees Walmart advertising. Um, and today, Michelle, we're going to talk about uh, kind of the differences and best practices and expectations. Um, surrounding the breakdown between branded versus non-branded targeting um, on Amazon and of course on walmart.com and if there are any differences um, and if there are what those differences are. So I guess I'll kind of kick it off. Um, you know, it's always a huge question as to how much, you know, quote unquote defensive or branded versus, you know, offensive or non-branded advertising you should be investing in. So some brands, uh, take the approach of saying, hey, you know, we just want to protect our brand. We want to look really good on Amazon. We want to look super legit. And we don't really care much about expansion, paying for expansion. We want that expansion to come naturally. Other brands take the approach of saying, hey, we need to invest heavily in non-branded and we don't care much for uh, branded search or branded uh, defense. You know, at Vendo, we take kind of a hybridized approach where, of course, each brand is different. You know, we have some brands that get most of their sales from off Amazon traffic to branded terms. So those are considered new customers or non-branded. But in general, um, we like to have a hybridized approach. And what we always like to do when we start out is to kind of gauge the landscape and say, okay, well, how much of your revenue are you driving from branded? And are you growing organically? And if the question, if, if the question to the second part is you are growing organically, then your non-branded expansion might not need to be as aggressive. Um, but with specifically brands that don't see, that aren't ranked on the top of page, that come into Amazon, that don't see a strong uh, organic presence, um, that's where a, a non-branded approach needs to take a little bit more weight. Um, on the Walmart side, and, and, and you know, we, can, we can talk about some of the details and some of the numbers in a sec, but on the Walmart side, do you see strong branded searches? Um, obviously for big brands probably, but for medium-sized brands, do you see branded strong branded searches? And if not, um, how do you compensate for that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Walmart is so different just because the buyer has control over some search terms. So for example, um, you know, you have a hoverboard and um, we'll use hover one as the brand. If the buyer wants to go in and set that search term as only hover one item show up, then no one else is going to exist there anyway. So I definitely think we have to take a different approach from our perspective, just because those branded searches can be controlled from the buyer. And if we have that, then we don't even have to have a branded targeting um, campaign running at all. So Definitely a little bit different than what you see, and I'm sure that you would love to have that ability on Amazon. Be a dream. Let me tell you, be a dream. <laughs> but for those of people, for I guess those Amazon sellers uh, who might be super confused at what Michelle's talking about, on Walmart, you actually have a relationship with a buyer that can kind of manipulate, well, kind of can definitely manipulate the algorithm um, to essentially give your product. Uh, preference. So 
you could have a scenario as uh, Michelle just outlined where there is a human being that is telling the algorithm to only show your product for X, Y, and Z terms. And those can be branded in, uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle, they can also be non-branded, correct? Right. So that's a luxury that Walmart sellers have uh, that um, Amazon sellers don't, but that's a huge, huge uh, value added that Vendo brings to the table, which is we have those relationships. I mean, Michelle, you yourself talk to these buyers and you, you establish relationships with them. And so we get a bit of an inside access into that world. Um, and so I would ask you on this, on, on kind of then another platform, on, uh, I guess another tangent, let's say, so you work with the buyer, you the terms you're getting preference on, how about those terms that you're not? How about those terms that the buyer says, hey, we don't really have control over these or we're not gonna give you preference in these. Do you find yourself investing percentage-wise uh, a lot of the budget into non-branded? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just because of the way Walmart's um, platform works, you do have a lot of brands that are showing up on their own terms organically anyway, and there's not a lot of competition for those branded search terms. So the majority of pretty much every budget goes to non-branded. That's really interesting. So that's a stark difference for most Amazon sellers out there than, than what we see on Amazon. Because on Amazon, you know, we we see we see a probably i'd say if you're an aggressive brand right if you're a brand that's gonna really push noise and that's such a stark difference from amazon where we see you know brands that come on and um they want to expand and and they're seeing good conversion rates they're seeing strong conversions um uh they're not they're not necessarily saying hey 90 95 percent of our budget's going to be going to non-branded because as we've talked about in previous episodes, um, that ACOS and that total ACOS, more importantly, are going to be very high. But essentially what you want to do as a seller, as an advertiser, is you want to come up with that, that mix, that cocktail of branded and non-branded that's protecting your brand on one side, that's saying, you know, no one is stealing sales from us. But that's not saying, hey, 80 or 70, 80, 90% of all that we're spending on is a on branded or B in either direction. You know, we've had brands that came on and they've had phenomenal returns, phenomenal total ACOS is, you know, three, four, 5% total ACOS, uh, 10, 15% ACOS, uh, but 90% of their spend and their ad revenue is branded. Um, so while they might be spending immensely off of Amazon to grow their brand and to grow their presence and to drive people to the platform, they're not maximizing the exponential returns of organic growth on Amazon. Because when you invest in non-branded, you're, you're, you're not just spending $10 to get $50 in sales and that's it. You're spending $10 to get $50 in sales and move up the organic ladder and be, get in, in, in front of more eyes and drive more sales for free and get better ad placement. I mean, the list goes on. So what, what we always advise for brands to do is set some, some very initial and early benchmarks. So say, hey, let's cap ourselves at 40% branded and 60% non-branded. Let's test out some non-branded keywords. Let's find the ones that are working. Let's lean into them. And then let's come back and say, hey, okay, um, how's our total aid cost looking? How's our month over month sales growth looking? Brand defense looking. If I type in you know, our brand, are we protected? 
and then you can adjust from there. Usually that comes out to between a 40 and 60% uh, uh, division in either direction. So either 40% branded or 60% branded, but regardless, that's usually where it is. Um, now, there are certain strategies that you can employ that might see things that might see things in different directions. So for instance, um, if you're a small and up and coming brand and you want to have a big splash for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which just passed, um, or let's say you're a supplement brand and you're getting ready for January and February, you know, new year, new you, um, that might go up to 80% non-branded. And that 80% non-branded might be on four or five keywords that you want to rank on page one for. Um, and that's totally fine. But as long as you're still according to plan and according to what your, um, what your margin benchmarks are. So this brings us back to a broader conversation, which I think is, again, really healthy to cover, which is total ACoS. So for those that don't know, total ACoS is the, um, is the spend over your total revenue. So what, what portion of your entire business are you spending on advertising? And what you're allowed to do once you kind of look at it through this lens is you're allowed to see your margins, your baseline gross margins. And then you're also able to see how you're trending. Um, and it's very important to keep that total ACoS metric in the back of your mind whenever you're doing um, any type of branded versus non-branded segmentation um, because you want that, you, you want to see growth within those margins. So if you are not growing, but you have a good total ACoS margin, then maybe you should add more into non-branded and still hit a profitable margin that you're going to get into. Um, Michelle, do your brands that you represent on Walmart, um, do you guys look at total ACoS? And if so, um, how, how, what I guess is the range usually that you see of those numbers? So I wouldn't say that we look at total as much as you do, but when we are looking at total, I would say it's probably between 30 and 50 is where we're hitting. And um, we found some categories since about October um, have become really challenging as our cost per clicks have gone up. And of course our retails are staying the same. So it has been a challenge and we know more people are entering the ad space on Walmart. Um, they're ramping up their um, access to suppliers every day. You know, we've got more stuff rolling out in 2021. Um, so it's getting a little more competitive. And I think it's, it's getting a little closer to where we want to be in terms of the ad world and how it is compared to Amazon. Yeah, welcome to the Amazon world of super expensive advertising. <laughs> um, no, it, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting because um, the Walmart space the Walmart space is so different than the Amazon space, but truly at its, at its core, we're, we're looking at the same thing that businesses want, which is a bottom line margin, right? Now you have some brands that are only interested in growth and that's fine. Then you can have a total ACoS that's higher. If you only care about top line revenue, then that's fine. But most businesses, especially small businesses, um, they're looking at their bottom, what, what, what they're taking home at the end of the day. Um, and total ACoS is the best metric for that because it covers what you're going to be um, trending into, what you have been trending into, and obviously how much money you're taking home at the end of the day. So let's run a little scenario that kind of ties in these two topics of branded versus non-branded as well as total ACoS. And let's say we have brand A, that's a supplement brand. Um, and to date, 
they had they saw some pretty good spikes during the beginning of COVID. Um, they kind of went into a lull after COVID. They haven't seen much growth since then. Um, and they're looking for how do we grow um, while still making sure that we're keeping our margins. So the first thing that that brand should do is say, okay, well, what is the margin that we want? What are we willing to spend on advertising? And essentially, what is a, a low, medium, and aggressive amount that we're willing to handle that says, hey, if we want to go conservative, let's say we're okay with spending 10% of our total revenue on ads. If you want to be medium, let's say drive some new customers, drive some growth, but still maintain at the very least some level of profitability, 15%. And then they say, hey, maybe they say screw profit. We're going into the hottest time of the year, which is January. Look at acquiring as oh, many new customers wait. as possible. Growing. I lost you. Oh, sorry. Um, what was the last thing you heard? Um, the last thing was screw profit. We're going into January. <laughs> right. So if they say, hey, you know, screw profit, let's go into January, you know, guns blazing and saying, let's, uh, let's drive as many new customers as possible. Let's drive top line growth. Let's, let's bring customers into the funnel. And they say, okay, 25% is that number. Then now you have your range for what you can expect and what you're comfortable with. And from there, now we can start talking about some of the branded versus non-branded tactics. So obviously a 10% total ACoS is going to be either A, mostly branded, or B, if it's mostly non-branded, it's not going to be geared toward any type of long-standing ranking strategy. It's most likely going to be, hey, let's get some in incremental revenue here and there. Let's grow a little bit. Let's capitalize on our existing customers. Um, and kind of smooth sale. Um, usually where we see most brands is in that 15% range. That 15% range is where you'll see, um, you'll see a lot of brands say, hey, we're totally comfortable with investing in non-branded, but let's not get too carried away here. Um, and for those Amazon sellers that are comfortable in about a 15%, maybe up to 20% total ACoS range, what we're really gonna be looking at there is my recommendation of in general, 60% non-branded, 40% branded. And the reason why is because there's so much potential on Amazon, you know, contrary to Walmart, um, all of the advertising efforts that you're running on Amazon help the, help the greater business. So there's so much upside potential and so many eyeballs that you can reach with your product uh, if you invest in ads properly that investing in that growth will see exponential returns. Of course, if it's a good product, if you have repeat customers, if you've got the review strategy going on, which I know that we've talked about in other podcasts, but predominantly, if you've got your bases covered as a strong Amazon listing and a good Amazon product, then investing in growth is the best exponential thing you can do. Um, it's, the, it's, it's not Facebook where you get a sale and that's it. You don't, you don't see anything else from that. On Amazon, if you drive a page one ranking strategy that let's say takes up 5% of your total ACoS um, and you get to page one, then that 5% of your total ACoS all of a sudden might be three to 1% of the amount of actual revenue that it generated in the future. So 
that's what you're investing in. And that's where, that's why a, a, a lot of brands that we represent are comfortable with that 15%. Because that 15% total ACOS range allows them to protect their brand, let's say eight to 9% of that goes to protecting their, or even less, let's say six to 7% of that goes to protecting their brand. And then you've got nine to 10% of that that's growing really heavy on growth. Um, so, so that's what we'd recommend. And of course, the next question is, well, there's a bajillion types of ads. So how do we know, let's say, should we do a, a banner ad that's branded or should we just focus on the product listing ads or should we focus on product targeting? And this is kind of where, you know, a lot of testing needs to come into play. Because if you have, um, if you have a set amount of percent that you're going to allocate, not only towards total ACOS, but just towards branded in general, then you need to work within that for what's the best, um, the best strategy for that goal. So if you want to protect your branded space and you want to drive customers, then okay, how does a headline search ad uh, convert? It drives people to our brand store. That's a good thing. Well, does it drive them? Um, does it drive them to the brand store? And do they convert? Do they just see? How does a, a branded product targeting ad work? Uh, does that does that convert better than just a regular product targeting ad, or um, regular top page branded ad? And you know, work backwards from there, and then come up with just like you're coming up with a branded versus non-branded. You can come up with, hey, what's the best branded that we have? Um, and that's really where where you know that that branded strategy can stop. It doesn't need to get, it doesn't need to be insane. At the end of the day, most people that are typing in your product have a high intent to purchase your product. On the flip side, and you just wanna protect against any competitors that are gonna capitalize on those people browsing. Um, Michelle, on the Walmart side, what, when it comes to branded advertising, what are the options available for types of ads? So right now, all we have is keyword targeting from a, like me going in, setting up these ads, running them personally. Walmart Media Group gives you other options like brand amplifiers and brand pages and those types of things. But if you're managing these ads on your own, your options right now is just keyword targeting. We don't have product targeting. We don't have any of that great stuff that you get to use on Amazon. We are just strictly using keywords. And I think that that is where it also affects our total ACOS too, right? If, if we're not targeting those branded keywords and our only option is just keywords in general, we can't target competitor products or anything like that. I think that that is also what is driving up overall ACOS on just Walmart in general. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 definitely makes sense, and and it's where those it's where those limits are that you can see just so much competition flood in um, right. that drives that cost up. And so, what we would recommend for maybe some of the bigger brands out there, maybe some of the brands that have a large off of Amazon presence, and more more importantly, that have a lot of on Amazon competitors, is you might be seeing yourselves investing a little more in branded, and that's not the end of the world. I mean, it it is important to invest in branded. Um, just make sure that it's not entirely eating up your budget. So if you have a 15% goal and maybe 10% has to go to branded um, because you have very aggressive competitors that are bidding very highly, um, 
and driving up your cost per click. That might be the reality of your situation. But the, 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 the worst thing and why we always advise brands to invest in branded is because if you're a brand and you've spent all this money, all this infrastructure and Facebook ads and shelf space and Whole Foods and Walmart or wherever, um, and you've invested all of this and this person discovered you and came to Amazon where over 55% of all product searches on the internet go to, um, if you invested all that money and they came to Amazon only to be driven away by another competitor who might be cheaper, who might be higher rated than you, it, it, it's such a higher loss than the amount of money that you're spending. Um, so that's where that cohesive brand image is important. And that's why we at Venda will always recommend to have a branded strategy. Now, when it, when it comes to non-branded strategy and growing, this is all about almost more importantly than branded. This is about measuring, you know, your, your various levers um, and various KPIs on what's performing the best. Because if you're a big brand, you've got 10% going to branded, 5% going to non-branded, you only have a finite amount of space to work with. So you need to lean into what's working. And usually we recommend the highest converting items. So Amazon looks at, Amazon, uh, Amazon's algorithm looks at um, a lot of things when they are considering A, whether or not to give you the ad placement and B, whether or not, or, or how they are ranking you, how high they're gonna rank you. And we've seen in our experience, pretty much bar none, uh, conversion rates and sales velocity are the two most important metrics. So the higher you convert for a term, the more relevant Amazon is going to view you in relation to that term and the higher and quicker you will be ranked. Um, so when you're running non-branded ads and you start seeing a keyword that is gaining traction, and let's say you have a low bid on it, which means you're probably showing up halfway down or at the bottom of page one or page two, start investing in that a little more. Start growing that non-branded term. And eventually, yes, it might take up a higher percentage of your total ACOS than you might have originally planned. But if you're seeing the results and conversions, new customers and ranking, then, then it's working to generate to, to drive you to a position where you're able to generate more organic, AKA free sales. Um, and that's how you can, you can drive new, new customers, new placement, more growth, well, with, with only a truly finite amount of non-branded you know, space to play with. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's just about where we recommend most fans to be that 15%, um, but we do have brands really, you know. I lost you. Yeah, I saw that you froze. Um, <laughs> you know, we have a lot of brands that are in the 25% range. And uh, I mean, even brands, as uh, you mentioned, Michelle, up into the 30 to 40% uh, range. And that's a strategy that's focused strictly on top line growth and new customer acquisition. And if that's your strategy and that's what you want and that's your gauge of success, then invest. And when you're doing that, there really is no um, halfwaying it. You know, if you're gonna look to sacrifice your margins, make sure you're sacrificing your margins for a good purpose. So find the keywords that you're converting well on. Don't just spend money on keywords that you're converting once every 70 clicks on. 
find ones that you're converting well on, lean into those. And if you've already committed to sacrificing your margins and growing aggressively, then make sure that you're showing up on the top of page one and where, and, and, you know, in those advantageous placements. Um, but I know that on Walmart, it's a little bit different because you really only have those product listing ads on keywords and you don't get the product targeting capabilities and leeway that, you know, we over here at Amazon get. Um, so if you had a brand that came to you and said, Hey, we want to go aggressive. We, we do want to protect our brand space. And obviously you'll probably have the buyer make sure that you're protecting your brand space. Um, but we want to go aggressive um, in terms of growth. Do you see, do you guys employ the same strategy? Do you employ the same um, kind of, Hey, let's lean into these keywords or is Walmart because there's low, lower traffic. Do you uh, go a little bit more broad net and try and target more keywords? I think we implement similar strategies where we cast in it a little broad to start. And then, you know, we slowly hone in on those keywords that we're performing really well on. I mean, we had, a few brands just execute that strategy really well. And this was their first time advertising on Walmart. And they, I mean, of course we're in holiday season and it's, you know, great to be online right now because of COVID and everything, but they've seen tremendous growth this year alone, just because they decided to put a little money behind it and it's showing in their store sales as well. So that's, that's the beauty of Walmart, right? Is a lot of people approach it as, the omni structure and that's how Walmart wants you to see it now too. So if we're growing online, how can we implement that to grow in stores too? Can we get higher store accounts and things like that? So we have to think about things a little bit differently than y'all do in the Amazon world, but um, you know, it's all for growing sales at the end of the day. So just a little tweaking of our strategy sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That, I mean, that, that makes sense. Um, so just to recap, um, the two main topics we covered today were non or branded versus non-branded and kind of where you should fall on the spectrum of how much you're investing in each. If you have a set budget or set total ACOS and then how total ACOS spend over total revenue plays in to that. Uh, or I guess how that strategy plays into total ACOS. Um, and basically the thesis or the conclusion is make sure you 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 know how much you want to spend and what you're measuring if and you know if you're measuring brand protection as your main success gauge then it's fine to invest most of your ad budget or total acos budget into branded terms that's fine um, but just know what your total acos goal is know what your overarching goals are know which levers you need to pull to get there and then Make sure that you're always going back to that total ACOS number and saying, hey, are we in line? Are we, um, are we driving the growth and or the margins that we want to be? And if we do want to be protecting our brand or we do want to be driving new customers or we do want to be Im improving ranking, are we doing that with the levers that we're pulling and with the budget that we're spending? Um, and usually for a straight shooting brand, it's just about 60-40 in either direction. Um, any deviations from that 60-40 will lend themselves to a more explicit strategy. Um, and besides that, we should be good to go. So Michelle, thank you so much for joining me um, and providing, as always, the uh, Walmart side of things, which are oh so different than ours over here at Amazon. Um, 
But besides that, uh, thank you all for joining and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Geffen.